Hello and welcome back to For the Win. In today's episode, I'll be going over the 2022 to 23 NBA season preview. Thanks for checking back in with me. I know it's been a long time since I've had an episode, but I'm ready to get back on the grind of things and give you guys lots of episodes this season. So to start off this NBA season preview, I'm going to start off with who I think is going to finish first to 15th at each conference. So to start off with the Eastern Conference, I got the Bucks at number one. I think it's pretty much a toss-up between them and the Celtics for the first spot and the Sixers too. It all really depends on your health and how much you really want it. Um, obviously, they got Giannis, so I'm not going to bet against them, especially when it comes to regular season success. And the fact that Celtics have Rob missing for the first few couple months and the fact that the Sixers, I feel like, have a little bit of a potential to have a, I don't know, a weird season with Doc coaching, Harden, and all the dynamics. I think they're going to end up really good, but there still is that little possibility of it going south. So that's why they're not number one. As I just said, uh, I would have the Celtics number two, uh, mainly because of their health. You know, Rob being out for the first two to three months is a big deal. And um, the fact that there's no more EMA for this foreseeable future and having Joe Missoula, the brand new head coach, be the head coach now, I think they'll have a little bit of some early season struggles. But just like last year, they'll figure it out by the end of the year. And I think they'll be a strong seed, definitely top three, but I got them in two. Uh, as for the 76ers at number three, I think that duo between Harden and Embiid is going to be very important this year. Uh Embiid could get his first MVP this year. I'm not sure. I don't know how much longer his health is going to keep on holding up like this. It's been, quite frankly, a miracle so far in his career uh, for the past couple of seasons for how well he's held up compared to how I thought it was going to be from the beginning of his career. But, uh, yeah, they're a solid three seed. I think Tyrese Maxey is going to have a great season. He looks really, really strong in the preseason. They picked up DeAnthony Melton, and they got P.J. Tucker, uh, they really solidified their bench and they got a good starting lineup. So I got them at number three At number four, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think Donovan Mitchell is a huge acquisition for them and um, shout out Jake. Jake will be on podcast again soon. And Jake is very happy about this team and I believe in them. They're going to have, it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic, but I think it works. You know, you got two small guards at your both guard spots with Darius Garland at, I don't know, six, one, Six feet tall point guard. You got Donovan Mitchell at shooting guard. He's six one, six two. And then you got either Okoro or Dean Wade or Karis Levert at the three, playing that three and D type of role. And then you got Mobley and Allen at the bigs, and they're elite on defense. So with the lack of defense from those guard spots, you really make up for it at the front court. So I don't know. I like him at four. They have a potential to be all the way, I would say, from three maybe all the way to seven because you know the east is so tight this year but i like them at four i think that's a good sweet spot for them at number five i got the nets um a lot of people are really high in the nets and some people are really low i like to keep them right in the middle i think last season they definitely had a lot of downs and they're going through a lot of problems with harden and katie's health and Kyrie's vaccination thing so I think they're going to have some more consistency this season, hopefully for their sake. I don't care if they do good or not. I hate the Nets. But besides that, uh, they'll have some consistency, and I think they'll finish around five. I think Ben Simmons will be great for them if he does stay consistent on the court and he's motivated. But that's a big if with Ben. You know, you never know what's going to happen with him. He's got a, uh interesting personality. But I'm rooting for him. Uh, after watching that J.J. Redick podcast of them being on there, I thought it was pretty cool to see his insights and the way he thinks and 
made me like him a little bit more. I still don't like him that much from his Sixers days, but who knows? Maybe I'll end up liking him more in the future. Uh, but I got the Nets of the five. Um, at six, I got Heat the Heat. Uh, the Heat lost P.J. Tucker, and they really didn't get anyone male. Uh, but it's Heat culture, so they're going to do great. Just kidding. Uh, I think six. I could see them finishing anywhere from three to six. They're some tryhards, so you never know. They could end up with a one seed randomly like they did last season, but... I really don't think they improved at all. I think they got worse, and I find them a little overrated. Uh, Jimmy's great. Bam's great. Tyler Hero's pretty good off the bench, but outside of that, I think they got a pretty bad team. I don't know. Kyle Lowry was really bad in the playoffs. Duncan Robinson was horrible. I got They got some scrappy guys like Gabe Vincent, who I think is pretty good, and uh, Max Drews is okay. So they got some players, but... I don't know. It's so tight. I got them at six. I could see them even being seven or eight, possibly. I don't know. They got a pretty wide range for them. Uh, at seven, I got the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks picked up DeJounte Murray in the offseason. I think it was an interesting pickup for them because they already got Trey Young on point, and I think Trey is best with the ball in his hands. He could play off ball. He could do a little Curry stuff if he really put his mind to it, but I guess the reason they got DeJounte is to really be that good defender next to Trey, which you really need because Trey's a horrible defender. So I like what they're trying, but I don't know if it really puts them over the top over any other teams. I would say between the Nets, Heat, and the Hawks, it's pretty even. So I could see them finishing around five maybe, but I don't know. They seem like a pretender kind of. They might be a good regular season team, but in the playoffs, I think they're going to get exposed a little bit. Uh, today, they just extended um, DeAndre Hunter to a four-year, $95 million contract. Uh, they still got Capella. Um, yeah, they got some good players, Bogdanovich. But um, I don't know. It's close. I got them at seven. I think they'll be in the plan. I think they'll win. At eight, I got the uh, Toronto Raptors. Another team very close with the Nets, Heat, and Hawks. Um, I could see them finishing as high as five also. Um the Raptors, as much as I hate Nick Nurse, he's a good head coach, and he really knows how to motivate his team, and they play really hard. They got lots of switchable wings, and they got good defense, and they got a young star, and uh, Scotty Barnes, and Van Fleet's pretty good. Andonobi's been doing really good on the preseason. Pascal's had a great season last year, really impressive from him, even though I don't have really liked him the most in the past, but I don't know. He played pretty good. But I got them at eight. I could see them finishing as high as five or four also, you know. It's so close, you know. But I think there's that top three teams, the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers, and it kind of drops off to the next tier of four to eight or nine are kind of the same tier. And then after that, it's just kind of the bad teams. So the last team in that second tier of teams, or maybe you could see even the third tier of teams is kind of like the Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls. Maybe the Hawks are kind of in between that second and third tier. But, yeah, I got the Bulls at nine. Um, Lonzo's health is a big thing in this. Lonzo, you might not even know if he's going to play this season. He can't even walk or run, he said, like the other week. he That's a really weird injury. I don't know what's really been going on with it, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. DeRozan was great last season. Uh, Zach Levine's still great. Vucevic is pretty decent. We'll see if Pat Williams can progress anymore this season. Um, they're going to slide Io, uh, I think his last name's, Dunsimo, Dunsimo, I don't know how to pronounce this. That's come Io. Um, he's supposed to be starting this year, so I guess we'll see how he does. He plays pretty good. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. I guess maybe Caruso will start, but I got them a nine. I think their injury and their age too. I mean, DeRozan and 
Lonzo is pretty young, but um, Vucevic and Demar are getting up there in age a little bit now, so you never know if a major injury could happen to one of them or they're just worn down all season. Um, into the next tier of teams, I call these teams the next three or four teams are mm, no, the next two teams are pretty mid. Uh, a ten, I got the Knicks. Uh, they got Brunson. Doesn't really move me at all. I mean, Brunson's a good player, but I don't think he leads to more winning exactly. I don't know. He was good on the Mavs, but you have Luka there. You know, Luka's going to make anyone better. You're just going to carry your team through the playoffs. Um, Brunson, RJ Barrett, and Randall and Robinson don't move me that much. Uh, I like Barrett a lot, but Randall, I don't know. It all depends on what type version of Randall you get. If you get a good Randall like two years ago, you could be the sixth or seventh seed. But if you get a bad Randall like last year, could be the 12th seed so it's pretty wide range but i put them at 10 um at 11 i got the wizards uh, initially i was a little bit lower on the wizards but i've been thinking about it they got um monty morris and barton from the nuggets and um they got beal still and they got johnny davis and they got kcp or not kcp uh christops porzingis um they got Rui hachimura back hopefully he plays most of the season instead of where I think he, I don't know what he's doing last year, but he's out of for a lot of games for some reason. I can't remember why. Maybe it was a mental health thing. I don't know. But um, that's like a okay team, you know. They're not going to be horrible, horrible. As long as you got Beal, and if Kristoff stays healthy, that could be a solid team. They could be right there at the Knicks and the Bulls. You never know. But I got him 11. Number 12. This is a tier of either bad teams or up-and-coming teams. 12, I got the Pistons. I really like the what the Pistons have been doing. They got... Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and they really killed it with the draft by getting Ivy and Jalen Duran, but they just lost Bagley for the first month. It looked a lot worse than it was, but apparently it's only been on the first month. Um, yeah, they got him. They got um, they got Kate Cunningham still, you know. Um, I think they got Nerlens Noel. They just waved Kimba today. So they got a solid little foundation coming up. I kind of like what they're doing. Um, you never know. It all depends on how much kid can progress from last season to this season. They could be a nine seed, you know. They can make the plan. But I like 12. I think for their sake, for the future, they should probably be bad for one more season and get one more lottery pick to add to that core. Maybe, I don't think Bay, I think about Sadiq Bay. Maybe like a good power forward or something because they got Cade, Ivy, Sadiq Bay, and then I guess Bagley is the young guy to slide in at the four, and then they got Duran. But if they could get another big in there, that'd be pretty good, I feel like. So they should, for their sake, they should be bad again this year. 13, you got the Hornets. The Hornets have been having a disastrous offseason. First, you got Miles Bridges beating up his girlfriend. And then you got uh, Montrez Harrell getting arrested for weed charges. He's not on the team anymore, but still Hornets related. Uh, and then today it came out that James Booknight got arrested and he's had a couple of DUIs in the last like year and some other like drinking and driving related charges. But um, I don't know what's going on in Charlotte, but it's kind of weird. Um, LaMelo's out for the first few weeks because Derek White broke his ankle. I was against the Celtics, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, I think they're trending way down. They still got Gordon Hayward and Pierre Rozier and stuff, but they should be dealing those guys at this point. Sell high in them. Well, not high, but just sell them, you know, try to get young players. Just make let Lamelo sit a lot of this year, do whatever he wants to, let him put up good stats on a bad team, and try to get Victor Wimbayama. That's their goal this year because they are going the wrong direction. They need to get something good. Uh, 14, I got the Orlando Magic. I really like 
their young core. They got a lot of good young players. I wouldn't have surprised me if they're a little bit higher, but I don't know. No one really sticks out to me as like a superstar type of prospect. Maybe Paolo. Maybe we don't really know what we have with him yet, but he could be really great. You never know. I think he's going to be like a all-star type of player. I don't think he'll be a superstar, but um, really like Franz Wagner. I think he might be another all-star type of player they have. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is pretty good. I like him a lot. Um, they got Bull Bull now. They got um, Mobamba. Cole Anthony's pretty underrated. I like him. Markel, but Markel's always hurt. Um, they got Suggs still. You'll have to see how good Suggs does. But yeah, they got a little good foundation going, but I feel like they just need one more player. And it would benefit them to be bad again this season. And at 15 for the Eastern Conference, I got the Pacers. Um, the Pacers have kind of a weird dynamic going on. They've had Miles Turner on the trade block for like the last three years straight and they still haven't traded him yet. And I have no idea what they're really doing with them. Like at this point, they should just trade him and get some assets for him and just fully restart that or get that rebuild going full throttle. Um, Cause they got Tyree Salburn and uh, I think he's a great player. The Kings really, I don't know. It was interesting, but the Kings, they give him up. I personally would have done it because I think he's great and he's still so young. He's like 21. Uh, but him and Fox weren't really coinciding that great. So I guess you had to pick one and they're trying to win now because, you know, Kings haven't made the playoffs since 2006. You got to try at some time just to go for it. No matter if it means screwing up your long-term future, you know, just go for it. Um, but yeah, they should definitely trade Heald and Turner to the Lakers. I don't know why they've done that yet. I mean, I don't want it happening because I hate the Lakers, but it's smart. You get two Lakers picks and then like five years from now when the Lakers are going to suck, that'd be great. Just do it. Why are you keeping them now? They're not You're not going to win any more games with them, you know. Just fully tank for one by Yama. That's what you got to do. Um, okay, so uh, now we're going to move on to the Western Conference. Yeah, so for the Western Conference, uh, at number one, I got the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the Clippers have a wide scale of uh, possibilities that could happen. They could be the eighth seed or they could be the one seed. It all really depends on Kawhi's health. I think Paul George will be healthy this season, hopefully. But um, yeah, hopefully Kawhi gets back. Kawhi's only played over 70 games twice or 70 games in a season twice in his whole entire career. And he's not really played that much in reality when you look at it. Like I think I saw he's only played like I don't know. It was between like 130 and 170 games in the past like four or five years, something crazy like that. And you know, there's 80 games in a season, so that's like out of 400 games, he's missed more than half of them. You know, so it's kind of crazy. But um, if they can stay healthy, big if. Uh, with John Wall now too, another player's missed a ton of time lately, and Paul George, but they're so deep. They got uh, Marcus Morris. They got Zubac. They got a lot of good players off the bench like that. Rocco, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson. These guys, they're just loaded with talent. It kind of reminds me almost of the 18-19 um, the Celtics, the last Kyrie year where he kind of screwed us over and blew it all up because we had so much talent that year and we just kind of crumbled. So they're kind of going to this year same expectations. So hopefully they don't crumble because I really do like the Clippers and I like Kawhi and Paul George and all of them. I hope they do good. Uh, but I got them at one, but I could see them this is just their full potential. I I think they'll reach it. This really depends on Kawhi, you know. Um, two, I got the Denver Nuggets. I think this is going to be their big year. Um, I really like the team they got. Um, with Jamal Murray coming back, I think he'll be healthy. MPJ, you got to hope he's healthy. 
I think his injuries are a little bit more concerning and long-term. I mean, Jamal Murray's was kind of just a freak injury, you know, torn ACL or Achilles. I can't remember which one it was, but, you know, he hasn't really had an injury history, so I wouldn't be too worried about him. But with MPJ, I am a little bit, but MPJ, MPJ's potential is just so great. The um, shoot like 45% from three, being 6'10", he could guard, he could score. I just love MPJ, and I think he really unlocks the full potential of this team. If you got him in the corner, and you got Jamal Murray handling the ball, and then he could get it to Jokic, and Jokic could create for them, those three together alone are just like an elite trio for scoring. And then they got great defenders off the bench now or in the starting lineup. You got KCP. They got a great signing to Bruce Brown. I really love Bruce Brown. If you watched that Celtics-Nets playoff series last year, Bruce Brown was like the third best player. He was hitting threes. He was making good cuts. He's playing good D. He's really scrappy. This is a type of player I'd love for the Celtics to have. He's from Boston. I don't know why he didn't try to make it happen, but they got him for the low, and uh, I think that's a great signing, so that gets up too. At the three, I got the Golden State Warriors. I think if the Warriors really put their mind to it and tried their hardest, they could definitely be the first seed, but I think the Warriors know the regular season doesn't really matter a ton, especially at this point in a lot of the players' careers. I mean, they got young and hungry guys coming up, come up on the come up. So maybe they try hard and they get the first seed. But for Steph, Dre, Clay, and even even Poole realizes too, and Looney, you know, they know regular season isn't a big deal. So I got them at three. Um, but I'm really interested to see what Kaminga is going to do and if Wiseman can stay healthy and Moody. And they just got loads of young talent to go along with their normal starters. So it's going to be interesting. And you got to also talk about Draymond clocking pool in the face like I don't know that could lower their standings a little bit maybe it gets a little awkward this season I know they said they made up and they're all good now quote unquote but you never know it's it could be another KD Draymond type of season like KD's last season they're freaking out each other every game you know so got them a three uh so this next tier is a little bit harder for me to predict I mean, honestly, all of the West is so close. I'm really like one to eight is, is kind of a pain for me to figure out exactly how I wanted to be. But at four, I got the Phoenix Suns. Um, honestly, I don't know if I feel great about them at four. I could see them being six or seven, but they got too much talent, you know. But so far through training camp and the offseason, all I get from the Suns are bad vibes, and they're definitely in the downturn. Coach doesn't seem to get along well with the players, especially DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden seems checked out. He's just happy he got his back. He doesn't care if they win. Um, Booker's got that kind of weird attitude about him. I mean, he's posting like, uh, he's like subtweeting people and posting weird stories about losing to the Adelaide 36ers in the preseason. Like, it matters, you know? Like, if you're the star player, you shouldn't let stuff like that get under your skin as much, you know? Or if it does, you shouldn't post about it because then it just adds fuel to the fire to the already awkward situation. But, yeah, I got them at four. I could see them being six or seven, maybe, if things go really bad. But I think four is an okay spot because they were so talented in the regular season last year. And it's kind of Chris Paul's last real chance, I feel like. You know, he's getting up there, and he's a small guard. So you don't know how much he's going to hold up. Um, at five, I got the Dallas Mavs. Um, I think this might be a potential Luka MVP season, uh, foreshadowing to my MVP predictions coming up later in the episode. Um, but yeah, Luke is going to carry whatever team he has around with them. Um, I mean, they might not be the greatest regular season team, but when it comes down to it and when it matters, Luca can carry any team as we saw in the playoffs last year. Um, they got Christian Wood, 
I don't know what they're really going to do with them. I think they want him as their sixth man. Um, but it sounds like they're going to start JaVale, which I guess they're doing that to add the bench scoring from Christian Wood. And he just runs the second unit. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But got them at five. At six, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. I would have them a little higher, but Jaron Jackson's out the first few months of the season, kind of like the Celtics with Rob. Um, so that drops them maybe a spot or two from where I think they would be. Because it's just so talented, you know, especially the Nuggets getting their players back and the Clippers. It just moves everyone down a couple spots, you know. Um, Job ja might have an MVP type of season, I could see. Um, Desmond Baines, great. Really wish the Celtics kept him in the draft when they drafted him. Um, Dylan Brooks is solid, you know. They got a, they got um they traded away D'Anthony Melton to the Sixers, which was a great pickup for the Sixers. But I don't know why the Grizzlies were doing that. Maybe because they wanted to save money on a contract extension. Maybe I don't know. But um, they extended Steve Adams. I don't know. They're okay. I mean, they're they're good, but it's all pretty close. I got them at six. At seven, I got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I don't know how I really feel about the Gobert edition. I mean, I feel like feel like it's kind of redundant with cat like now cat has to play the four and he's seven feet tall and i've seen clips of him in the preseason getting cooked on the perimeter and it seems kind of out of like whack you know i mean cat's never been the greatest defender but i don't know i guess we'll have to see how they do on offense um but cat's definitely going to help their defense out on the perimeter but cat might hurt it or cat's going to help and ensure your cat's going to hurt on the perimeter so I don't know. I guess we'll see how it does, but you never know. Maybe Cat will become a good perimeter defender, you know, and it'll work out perfectly. Um, Ant definitely is going to improve a lot. I think Ant might be the best player on the team this season, possibly, you know. Um, They got D'Lo still. I don't know. D'Lo's kind of mid to me, but he's okay. But, yeah, I think it all depends on Ant. I guess see the Timberwolves finishing as high as three, maybe, or four, but I think seven's kind of there, like, I don't know. It's not really their average spot. I would say it's kind of closer to their floor, but I don't know. It's just so tight. It's hard to rank them, as I said before. At eight, I got the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. This one is really hard. They're my wild card sleeper team in the West. I could see them being like the third seed and having a great year, and it's going on a tear, but it all really depends on Zion's health, like a lot of these other teams. It depends on one player's health. Um, they still got Ingram and McCollum and they got Dyson Daniels and Jackson Hayes and they got a lot of good players. Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones. They just got a lot of depth and uh, sneaky players like Jose Alvarado who plays hard D, you know. Um, I could see them being a really good regular season team, but it all just depends on Zion and how if you can stay healthy or not, you know. We saw in the playoffs last year, they almost beat the Suns in the first round without Zion. So imagine what they could do with them if he stays healthy. But I think that's a big if. That's why I got them at eight. He might miss a month or two randomly, you know, for something. Or maybe he misses half the season randomly. You never know. But I could see them being highest three. But I think eight's pretty conservative for them. I don't know who I'd put them over or above them. I don't know. Maybe the Timberwolves or the Grizzlies. I don't know. It's just so close. Um, at number nine, I got the Lakers. Um, I think LeBron's going to have a great, great season. Um, but outside of that, it doesn't really look that great for them. Um, I mean, the big if for the Lakers is if AD can stay healthy, just like all these other teams, like Zion and Rob and Jared Jackson Jr. and MPJ. Um, but if AD is healthy, the Lakers could easily be a four or five seed, but I don't think he's going to stay healthy. Outside of AD and LeBron, that team is absolutely horrible. 
Um, they got Westbrook coming off the bench now. I mean, I love Westbrook, and I hope that works out for him, but I think that's just kind of killing his like ego a little bit and his vibe. So I don't know how it's really going to work out for them. Um, I hope it works out for Westbrook, but I hate the Lakers, so you know I'd love to see their downfall right now. Um, but I think LeBron might be – it seems like he's really motivated this season. I don't think he's – I think the last time LeBron's been to the playoffs two years in a row, it's got to be, I don't know, like 2005-era LeBron, like right after he got drafted. But I think he's motivated, and he might just single-handedly carry the Lakers to the playoffs, but I think they're a playing team. Um, LeBron's going to break the scoring record this year. I think that's another big plot line to their season, which might motivate LeBron. And I don't know, maybe they end up being a good team to get like the five seed, but I think they're going to be in that. 8 to 10, 7 to 10 range. But if 80 is healthy and is great, they could be 4, but I'd say it's less likely that that happens. Okay, now on this is like the next tier of teams. Uh, surprise pick, but I got the Sacramento Kings at 10. They finally make a playing game. They have a chance at the playoffs for the first time since 2006. Um, I really have been liking what they've been doing with their roster this offseason. They got Kevin Herter. Um, they drafted Keegan Rayo, which looks great. He honestly looks like the best rookie to me so far. I'm really stoked for him to be playing this year for them. And I hope he's great for my sake. It'd be awesome to go see, watch some good Kings games finally for the first time in my life. You know, they missed out on Luca when they got Bagley and missed out on Trey also. They've been making the wrong picks all the time. I mean, they made the right pick with Hubbard and they trade him away. You know, Fox is a good pick, but the rest of the team's always just been bad. But yeah, they got. Harrison Barnes, got Sabonis. Um, they're really in win-now mode. And, oh, they got Malik Monk, too, in free agency. Uh, Rashawn Holmes should be returning. He was hurt all last season or something. I can't remember. But they got a solid eight or nine guys now for the first time in my, not life, I don't know. Maybe, as long as I've been watching basketball, like, religiously, this is the best they've ever been, I think. So, uh, they got a good vibe coming out of Sacramento. I like what Mike Brown's doing. He's always been an okay coach. Like, I respect what he's doing. Um, so I got them a 10. But them and then the Trailblazers, which I have a number 11, I feel like are kind of interchangeable. I mean, if Dame is fully healthy, which I hope he is, I love Dame, and Jeremy Grant works out, and Nurkic stays healthy, these are all big ifs, you know. Like, they've been hurt. They've been banged up all last year, you know. They could definitely be 10 or 9, but I like to bet on the Kings. I don't know. I think they're hungry, and I think this could be the downfall of Dame's career as a trailblazer. And uh, I know he wants to stay and not run from the grind and all that stuff. I respect him for it, but I think this could be the year that kind of pushes him out of there and gets him to go to a different team. And who knows? Maybe the trailblazers are ready to move on too, you know? They kind of need to – I always say the worst spot for a basketball team to be in is to be in that mid middle range where you're not good enough to – really do anything in the playoffs and you're not bad enough to get a good lottery pick you're just kind of in that middle range and stuck there forever so they need to figure out what they want to do you know either go all in or just sell everyone in a startup or shade and sharp you know um at 12 i've got the houston rockets um i don't know they're an interesting team i really like Jalen green i was like kind of bullish on him at first um, but I think he's been really good, and to, especially in in last season, he's averaging like over 20 a game, I think. And I think he's going to take a big leap. Uh, Jarari Smith Jr. seems decent. I don't know. He seems like a safe floor pick. Like I don't think he's going to be like super, super amazing. Maybe he'll be an all-star. You never know. But I think he's like a solid, good player. Like He'll be good for them. 
maybe right away, you know. Kevin Burney Jr. just got an extension today. Um, Tariq Eason was a really good pick. I like that pick a lot. He's a great defender. He's got a good, young, talented team. I think they could string together some wins, but I guess we'll see. At 13, I got the Utah Jazz. Uh, initially, I wanted to put the Jazz lower, but when I think about their roster, it's honestly not that horrible. I could see them being over the Rockets even, you know. They got Mike Conley still. They got Malik Beasley. They got Jordan Clarkson. They got, um, who else they got? Um, Jared Vanderbilt. I think, wait, did they Jared Vanderbilt? From the Timberwolves? Maybe. They got one of those guys. Um, the guy who wasn't isn't the twin with the guy on... Uh, Charlotte. Is that Vander? McDaniels? Oh, yeah. So McDaniels is a good player on the Timberwolves. Yeah. So they got Jared Vanderbilt. Um, they got some good players like that, you know, like, but obviously they're still bad. They got all those picks. They're tr- Danny Ainge. I know he wants Victor Wimbayama. Like, that's his white whale, this draft. His old white whale was Durant, and he missed out. And I think he realized that he missed out. So I think he's going to go full tank mode. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're 15 somehow, you know. But I think 13 is a good spot for him. 14, I got the OKC Thunder. I would have had him higher if Chet was healthy. But unfortunately, Chet got hurt. He's out for the season. Plus, I think Sam Presti really, really wants Victor Wimbayama. So I could definitely see them tanking hard. And they really need that one more piece. But I love what they got going off Giddy and Shea and Poku and Chet. And they could have Victor sliding up five. That's an elite, super tall lineup, you know? Like, I like what they got going on. They got Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins. They got lots of good young players that I like a lot. At uh, 15, they got the Spurs. I think this is going to be Pop's last year. And it would be kind of poetic for Pop to get a guy like Victor Wimbayama in his last year when he basically started off with Duncan. And Wimbayama is this great prospect. And um, it'd be it'd be kind of cool story to see that happen. Who knows? Maybe Pop stays a couple extra years and they get Wemby. But for entertainment's sake, I kind of hope Wimbayama does not go to the Spurs. As much as I like the Spurs organization, it's kind of a little boring. I think it kind of dampens players' um, unique play styles. And Wemby's just such a fun player to watch that I really hope he goes to the Thunder. That's a team I really, really want him to go to. Because playing with all those players already like on there, and him with Chet would be a fun combo. And he'd be in the Western Conference, which means the Celtics wouldn't have to deal with them for the next 20 years, which would be very uh, great pressure and stress lift off my shoulders. So that's my personal favorite team. But yeah, Spurs are 15. Um, so now I'm going to be moving on to, the, to my predictions for the MVP this season. So for NBA MVP... My predictions this season. At number one, I got Jason Tatum. Now, hear me out on this one. This might seem like a little bit of a homer pick, which it is. You know, I'm always going to be a little biased when it comes to my boys. But um, this is a perfect storm for a Tatum MVP season. And you guys got to realize that NBA MVP is all about the narrative. It isn't about who's actually the best player in the world. Because obviously Giannis is the best player. But if you look at the narrative... The Celtics just lost their head coach. Um, they lost in the finals in a kind of embarrassing way. They're up in a lot of those games. They probably should have won game four at home, and they would have been up 3-1, and that would have been a pretty good chance that they got that championship, and they choked, you know. They gave it up, which sucks, but uh, it's been kind of a negative downturn, you know. Otherwise, getting, otherwise from getting Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason, um, 
it's been a downturn and it seems like everyone's selling the Celtics low now and they're underrating them. And I think they're going to come out and have a great season again. I mean, it might start a little slow because they don't got Rob, but I think they definitely finish as a top three seed and it's probably a good chance they finish as a first seed, you know, it just kind of depends. And if Tatum averages around that 29 point per game level, which I think he can, he averaged like 26, 27 this last season and it's playmaking got a lot better in the playoffs. You can see that. So if he averages like 28, 29, seven and six, that could be an MVP season. If they win a 55 to 60 games, you know, and they're like the one or the two seed with the storyline, you know, and Tatum is like the next big player. I think a lot of players want to hand the torch to LeBron or not LeBron. KD has said it. And I think LeBron's talked about it a little bit, you know, him and Luca are kind of the next ones up. I mean, Giannis and Jokic are still young and Embiid, but these are the really young guys. And Jaws there too, but he's not really on that level. But he's definitely Luke and Tatum are the next two faces of the league, you know. Um, so that's why I got Tatum at one. It's kind of a lot of players have won their first MVP, and I think their sixth season in the NBA. And this is Tatum's sixth season. I think LeBron won his first in six. Kobe's won his first in his. No, Kobe didn't. Giannis won his first in his sixth. Um, I think Jordan won his first and his six. It was a couple of different players like that, but Tatum's in his sixth season. Uh, number two, guy I just talked about, Giannis. Uh, Giannis didn't get it the last two years because there was a little bit of voter fatigue from him going to back-to-back, kind of like what I think is going to happen with Jokic this year. Jokic might fully deserve the MVP if they get the first seed, but the last person to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs was Larry Bird, and uh, I think it was 84, 85, and 86. Uh, and then the funny thing, Bill Simmons talks about it a lot on his podcast. Apparently, I didn't witness it, but um, the 1987 season for Larry Bird was his best season out of those four seasons, but he didn't win MVP because of voter, voter, voter fatigue. So I think the voter fatigue's over now, and I think Giannis might get us through this season. I wouldn't bet against it. Um, but yeah, Giannis, he could be the first seed. He could. He's great on defense, great on offense. I could totally see it. Three, Luka Doncic. Um, it's I, I could see Luca number two in my rankings. I think it's between, I don't know, him and Tatum would be such a good story that I think I could see it happening. But Luca, they've got Christian Wood. They could be a three seed. You know, you never know. Luca could take another step, but I like Luca here. Some honorable mentions for the MVP this season: Jaw. I don't think they're gonna finish as a high enough seed to do it, but Jaw's is great. Everyone loves Jaw, and he's got a good storyline. Um, other one, LeBron. If the Lakers end up as like the three or four seed somehow, if AD stays healthy with that horrible team around those two, and LeBron breaks the scoring record, and LeBron averages 27, 7 and 7, like he's done his whole career, I could definitely see LeBron winning MVP this season because this is 20th season, is a milestone, and it's all about the story, you know? LeBron has got a great story this season. I think him breaking that scoring record is just going to add to the story and influence his voters to vote for him. So I would not be surprised at all if LeBron, LeBron won MVP. Um, DPOY, number one, Rudy Gobert. If the uh, Timberwolves end up as a high seed and their defense takes a dramatic improvement, credit all the credit goes to Rudy Gobert because they added him, you know? So number one, Rudy. He already has, I think, three, but he hasn't won one and one or two years, I don't know. So the voter fatigue's gone. I can see him at one. Two, Bam Adebayo. Bam's a great defender. Um, 
he's definitely in the running for DPOY, but I could see him getting it, but he's been complaining so much about it lately, about, oh, how do I not get any DPOY votes? How smart DPOY, blah, 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 blah. When he gets signed by Rob Lowens in the playoffs this whole entire last year, and quite frankly, he kind of sucked in the playoffs against the Celtics. He had about one or two good games, but the other games, it was pathetic. I know that's not all defense, but it's partly it, you know. Um, I don't know if his complaint is going to help him get more votes or hurt him, so I got him a two, three. I got Giannis. He's already won one DPOY, I think. I don't know if he's won two. Just I think just one, but I could definitely see Giannis getting it. Honorable mention, Drew Holiday. Since Smart just won it, he's the first guard to win in 20-plus years. You know, I think it was 25 years. I don't know. Did Gary Payton win in 1996? I'm not sure. But I could see them going, oh, let's go back-to-back guards because Drew's the other greatest guard in the league of defense, you know? Um, so I could see him. Sixth man of the year, number one, Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's going to be really important for the Celtics. The only thing here that could really hurt his chances is that um, he might end up starting sometime, you know? Um say if Rob continues to get hurt or if Smart gets hurt from being reckless, going for a loose ball or something, Malcolm might start, and that could hurt his chances because if he starts too many games, it kind of takes the other running. But I think it's going to be very important for us this year, and he's going to average around 13 or 14 a game with five to seven assists. I think he's going to be great for us being our sixth man. Two, Tyler Hero again. Um Tyler Hero can score a lot, and he can play make, but his defense is pretty bad, but that doesn't really matter for DPOY. Um, I could see him winning in back-to-back years. Three, this one I just added today, Russell Westbrook. If they stick to him being on the bench and the Lakers end up being a successful team, Westbrook will be a huge part of that, running that bench, and I really like it for him. He can kind of just run it himself and do what he wants and be old Russ. And if he's old Russ, well, he's never going to be old Russ again, but if he's like even a portion of that, he's definitely my favorite for DPOY. But I don't know if they're going to stick with that or I don't think that whole dynamic's really going to work. So I got my three. Honorable mention, I think one of the Clippers bench players could get it. I don't really know which one. They've got such a deep bench, but I, they're going to be such a good team and a high seed. I think one of them could snag it up. Don't really know who yet. Maybe, I don't know. Reggie Jackson or Norm Powell or maybe John Wall just comes off the bench. You never know. Um, most improved player, I got Tyrese Maxey at one, Tyrese Halliburton at two, and Anthony Edwards at three. All these guys are primed for a breakout season. Um, I really like Maxey. He's been going off in the preseason. Halliburton's been really good too. Edwards might be a little too good to be on this list, but last year, Jaw was too good to be on the list, and he won it. So I could see him winning it for some reason with the voters. I will mention Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole should have won it last year. He's got the story this year. I have Draymond punching him. He's got extra attention on him. Just won a championship. Got that extension. I could definitely see it if they let him take more shots and clay and stuff. Um, NBA Coach of the Year, number one, Mike Malone. Nuggets are going to be great. I think if they finish one, I think he could get it definitely. Two, J.B. Bickerstaff from the Cavs. I think the Cavs are going to take a massive jump this year. Donovan and... Donovan adds to winning, especially in the regular season. Maybe not as much in the postseason, but regular season for sure. Um, three, Chris Finch of the Timberwolves. Same thing. They just got Gobert. Uh, Edwards is going to improve. If they finish with like the third or two seed or something random like that, I could see him getting it. Honorable mentions, Mike Brown and the Kings. Like I said, if the Kings make the playoffs this year and they get like the eighth seed or something crazy like that, definitely look out for him. I like the vibes he's got going out of the camp, and uh, I believe in him. 
And then Joe Mazzola of the Celtics, Ime Doka's predecessor, or not predecessor, um, I don't know, taken over for him. I can't remember the name of the word. But um, yeah, if the Celtics end up getting like a top two or three seed and they still end up being great this season, people are going to go, look it. Joe Mazzola took over that situation, the worst possible scenario, and he has no experience as a head coach, and he led them to a one seed. He definitely deserves coach of the year. Even if it really comes down to the players being good and like their system they already have in place, because he was assistant last year, so they're not really changing the system up at all. But I could see him sneakily getting some votes and maybe even winning it, you know? Um, so on to the, my uh, playoff predictions. I'm not going to go through all of the all of the matchups and who I think is going to win and how many games. I'm just going to give you the conference finals for each conference and the NBA finals and who's going to win and how many games and the finals MVP. So Western conference finals, I got Nuggets versus Clippers, uh, top two seeds against each other. I think Clippers in six. Kawhi, this is big if again, Kawhi's healthy and Paul George is healthy. I think they definitely are their favorites in the West. Um, who knows? Warriors could pull out another one again this year and win again, but I got these two teams. In the East, I got the Celtics versus the Bucks. I think he could go either way this way. A lot of people say don't bet against Giannis, but I mean, uh, Chris Middleton was hurt last year, but honestly, the Celtics probably should have won that series in five. That was a very lopsided seven-game series. Smart choked it at the end of those games. We lost by a millisecond because Horford made the bucket too late and they didn't give us a goal 10 that Giannis obviously had on one of our plays right before that. So I think we and we smoked him in game seven with Giannis. And Giannis was averaging 40 that series and we still smoked him in game seven. So I got the Celtics in seven. I think they got the younger players who are going to take keep on taking leaps. Their bench is so deep. I like their top eight or nine players more than the Bucks' top eight or nine. Um, so then the finals, we got Clippers versus Celtics. I got the Celtics in six, which is my prediction for this last year's finals against the Warriors, which, by the way, probably would have happened if they didn't choke so hard in game four and let Curry drop 43 on them. But, you know, that's in the past. That helped. That happened. That sucked. But I think Celtics in six on their home court. Um, another big if, if Rob is healthy in the playoffs. That's why I only think their seeding matters a ton. I think they'll still be a top three seed in the regular season, but... If they do all this to keep Rob healthy in the postseason, it's all worth it. And Rob is just a game changer. Obviously, Finals MVP, Jason Tatum. Um, I can see Jalen if it ends up being like this last Finals again. But I think Tatum learned from that experience, and I think he'll take it forward. And I don't know. I'm, you know, I think big things are coming for him this season, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And for my predictions, MVP. NBA champ, finals MVP. He's got the trifecta, and I think that's what's going to happen this season. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up my NBA um, season preview for the 2022-23 season. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I plan to do a podcast probably once or twice a week. Um, in those podcasts, I'm going to be probably one of them. I'll go over um, the Celtics games that week because obviously I'll be watching all of them, and I'll have the most expertise on those. So I probably won't get as many people listening to those, but I'll still do it for fun because it's what I enjoy, you know. And then the other one will be for um, just the NBA in general or whatever I want to do. Me and Jake want to have start having episodes, so maybe that one episode will be with me and Jake, and maybe I'll do two on my own uh, for the Celtics games that week. But yeah, um, 
I want to do more podcasts in general with football too. Um, the season kind of started off slow for the Patriots. Um, so I was like, uh, I don't know if this will be the most fun year to do a podcast on the Patriots, you know, and the NFL in general. Cause I was like, ah, oh, screw it. You know, Patriots are going to win like six games, but they really turned it around and they've been impressing me lately. And I've been getting more into it. I mean, obviously I'm always into it, but I've been more enthusiastic about it, you know? So I'm like, maybe I'll start doing my, my NFL podcast again, you know? Um, but yeah, so look out for those. Um, this podcast won't be on video, but I just got a new camera. I got a new PC. Um, so I could do a lot more things now than I used to the last like couple of years. I was doing everything off my MacBook and now I got a PC that can run a lot of programs and I could stream off of it and stuff. So yeah, so I'll, I have streaming set up on Twitch. Uh, it's for the win TV is the name of it. Uh, probably doing a lot of sports stuff in there. Maybe just like video game stuff. Maybe I'll do like the live reactions to Celtics games on there. Maybe I'll just have it up while I'm watching it on a different screen because you can't stream the game on there, but I could react to it. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for those things. Um, me and Jake have the For The Win YouTube channel. We haven't uploaded anything on it yet, but when we do our podcast together, we'll probably have it in video as well as audio. Like This will be on Spotify and Apple Music and all the other stuff. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. I think in my link tree in my Instagram bio, I think I have links to all that stuff, but I'll update it soon if it isn't on there. But yeah, For The Win on everything else besides Twitch. Twitch is For The Win TV. Um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to listen to me today. And, um, I'm recording this at uh two three in the morning, uh, how to get this in before the NBA season officially started. Cause I want my predictions to be official and before any games happen. So if I'm right, I knew it from the start, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and, uh, peace out.